Wow, it is crowded out there. Nice, that's good. <clears throat> All right. Hey, so last week, how many of you remember last week? I had a few guys. Actually, I got some texts this week about, you know, uh, some guys that were saying, you know, I remembered to get out of my story and get into his story. How do you remember last week? So, so we talked, and I'm just a, a little refresher because we're going to piggyback on that because I, I left you hanging with a book, with a scroll, with some things in Daniel, with some things in Isaiah. I want to finish up today, and we're going to go into the fifth chapter of Revelation. Um, but before we do that, when we looked at faith last week and we saw that there was an author and a finisher, there was a book actually written, and that book was perfected, and, and that book, that story is about Jesus Christ, the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection. That is the story. It's his story. It's not my story. And as often as I want to try and get him in my story, it's no longer I that live, right? I was crucified with him. I no longer live. So the life I live today in the flesh, I live by his faith, right? His story. So I get out of my story and I stop trying to yank him in there to fix all this because he wants me in his story. That is grace. It was freely giving. Everything he did in that storybook of faith was for one purpose, so that you could have it, so that you could be an overcomer, so that we could all enjoy the hard work and everything that he did in his story. Right? You remember that? Um, Luke 24, 25 through 27, I, I just want, this is the Emmaus, and we see in the Emmaus walk. I, I find this scripture, you know, really cool in a lot of ways, but in 25 it says, and he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So here's the picture. We have Jesus walking with the two, the Emmaus walk we often see, and it's commonly known. And they didn't know who they were walking with which is interesting in and of itself. There's a, there's a really, really powerful message behind that and that alone. But they didn't know. But what he did was he opened the scriptures beginning with Moses about Christ. I want you to know Jesus Christ is preached in all 65 of the books before he's revealed in the 66th book. It's all about Jesus. Every single book from Genesis all the way through until he's fully revealed in the revelation is 100% about Jesus Christ. Whether it was the fire by night that warmed them, the cloud by day, the rock that gave them water, the manna, whether it was the priest, the high, every single book in the Bible is about Jesus Christ. And the foundation we get in those 65 books leading to the 66 gives us a baseline to understand where we're going for him to be fully revealed. Is that all right? Yes. So, so he, he reveals himself, beginning with Moses. Moses started with Genesis, right? We know the books. And so he started telling them about him, the Christ, in all the books. And, and I love it because I can't imagine if someone was just 
releasing revelation. So, so real quick, you know, Jesus said to Peter, who do they say I am? And he said the Christ. And he established the church in that moment. And the church is about revelation. It's about those that hear from God. That is who we are. We are called out from the called out, the ecclesia. We are a people that hear from God. We are a people formed and built by revelation. So I just ask tonight that your hearts be positioned right, your ears and eyes open to know that the spirit of the living God is speaking to you to increase wisdom. Like Paul said in Ephesians, that that spirit of wisdom and revelation would increase, that our eyes would be open. So before I go, I just want you to know, and I, I just release that right now for every heart to be positioned, to hear the revelation, because that is the church and we have to be taught of God. Jesus said there will come a time when all men will be taught of the Father, and no one will come to me except by the Father bringing them. And then Jesus says, no one goes to the Father except. We see this happen all the time. God said to Moses, part the ways, raise the staff, part the way. Moses raised the staff, and the Bible says he opened his mouth, and God parted the waters. We see this combination of blending with the word and faith where everything becomes the power and wisdom of God, the Christ, in every story through the Bible. So he's talking to them. He starts to reveal this, and, he, and they did what we do, or I do. They said, let's pull over here and eat. We're tired. <laughs> We're tired. He's like, man, let's keep going. They're like, no, no, we've had enough. We want this on our timeline, right? How many of us want this on our timeline? Yeah. So he talked about himself in all the scriptures. This is his story. This is his faith. This is what he authored from the beginning in the end. Anyone ever heard of the Alaf Tav in Israel, the Hebrew language? There's a, the beginning letter in the Hebrew language is the Alaf, and the last letter is the Tav. I think it's T-A-V. I'm not, I may not be pronouncing that right. Well, I heard a, a, a rabbi, a, a teacher, say the most mystifying thing to him in all the scripture was the Alaf Tav. And it literally is the Alpha and the Omega. And you see it in Genesis 1.1, beginning in Hebrew, and there's no translation for it. They don't know how to translate it. It's throughout all the scripture, in all the Hebrew, dotted thousands of times, they see this mark. And it's the Alaf and the Tav. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The translation is the whole book from Genesis 1-1 is his story. And every time I get in his story and believe, that's the requirement I have, is to believe nothing else, okay? You can go on a mission trip, good job. You can lead people to Christ, great job. But if you think that gets you any additional favor with God, you still have leaven in you. You are spoiling the lump because it's his grace and his grace alone, freely given. You can't do anything more or less to have all the wisdom and power through believing that all of us have access to. Same access, level playing field, same access. Whether you're down and out, living on a park bench, or up in Park Avenue, same access. You hear me? Wow, nice. 
Hey, let's look at the book. Go to uh, Isaiah 29, 11 and 12. Isaiah is fascinating, and we look at the old prophets. And I want you to get this picture because um, Isaiah 29 here talks about a vision. He says, the entire vision will be to you like the words of a sealed book, of a book, author, finisher of this book, which when they give it to the one who is literate, saying, please read this, he will say, I cannot, for it's sealed. Then the book will be given to the one who is illiterate, saying, please read this, and he will say, I cannot read. So the vision given is there's this book, and no one can read it. Those that can read can't open its seal, and those that can't read can't read it either. There's something about this book that's concealed. Go to Daniel. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal them up, the book, until the end of time. Many will go back and forth, and knowledge will increase. Again, seal this book. Now, I want you to know that the Bible talks about the mysteries, the hidden mysteries of the gospel. The, the Old Testament, we see time and time again in this book, and, and I'm going to go to Revelations, and we're going to pick that apart real quick, but we see in the book, we see his suffering. There's two stories to this book. There's the story of his suffering and the fellowship of that suffering. And we see all the prophets, the revealed word of God spoken. We know of all the suffering. We see the cross. We see them talk about it. We see them write books about it. We see in all the books the true suffering of the Christ going to the cross. Even though they didn't know what that meant, they got the vision and the words and released to us all of those words. So we got to see into the mystery of the cross and his suffering. But there's a second part to the book, and we're going to look at that, and it's all about his glory. It's about the mystery of the resurrection and his glory, and the expressed image of that glory, and for us going from glory to glory. There's a second part that has been concealed from the prophets and everyone else, and they've been sealed up. Go to Revelations. I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back sealed up with seven seals. I want to stop you right here. Go back there. So when we get to five, four, at three and four, and if we don't put these numbers and everything by these letters, they flow real nice. Sometimes it's kind of annoying because they put breaks in it with chapters and verse. And I get it, and it's easy to study when we do that. But if you read through four, we see at the end of three and four, we see that, that, that there's a knock on the heart. And anyone that opens the door he enters into that heart, and he dines with them. And directly after that into four, it says that while dining with the king on the throne, a door opens, and we ascend, and a voice says, come. So now we get to there really quickly, from the knock on your heart to the voice of God entering into us, we get here. And it saw, and he said, on the right, and in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a book written inside and on the back. It's got writing on the inside. Picture this book. There's a whole book of writing on the inside, and there's writing on the outside. 
Both sides have a story, and it's the story of faith. It's him, the aleph tov, the beginning, the end. And there's part of it that's been concealed. The revealed part we know of, and that is his suffering. We know well of his suffering. The story of the cross is well spoken of throughout scripture. We know it good. That is the outside of the book. So then it says, it's sealed up with seven seals. Go to two. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. No one was able to look into this book. I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, stop weeping. Behold, who? The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He has overcome. A child was given. A, son, a child was born. A son was given. When he came up out of the water at the baptism, the spirit ascended, descended upon him. And we got his sonship in that moment. The father said, this is my son. I'm well pleased. We saw the spirit seal the sonship at the baptism of Jesus. Before that, there's a couple little stories. We don't know much about the child Jesus, right? A couple stories about the synagogue, not much. We do know when he was identified as a son, and it was right here at the baptism. He's overcome so as to open the book, and it's seven seals. And I saw between the throne with four living creatures and the elders of the Lamb standing as if slain. Standing as what? I want you to see this. He went from a lion to what? To a lamb standing and they could see him slain. That speaks of the suffering. Where was he slain? We got the book coming to the cross. Do you see this? Is this okay? Okay. We got this book bringing us to the cross. And we know the suffering of Christ to go to the cross. And I want you to see that as we read and studied and learned about the outside of the book, it took us all to this moment because there was only one worthy to open the book, and it happened with the Lamb. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. You have to go back now if you want to get into the seven spirits to Isaiah chapter 11. I believe it's 11 when he identifies the seven spirits. They're all the spirit of God. But these spirits, there's seven seals and seven spirits. We know there's only one spirit, one Lord, one God. We know that. But these seven spirits are here for a purpose to open each a seal. And we're going to see that when we go into Revelations. I'm not going to go there quite yet because I really, really want to just open your eyes right here to where we're at. We are right at the cross. Do you see that? We are where the king, the lion, becomes the lamb. <clears throat> go ahead, read, go to seven. And he came and took the book out of the right hand, out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Who came and took the book? Back up. <laughs> it's another one of those things right here that I was talking about. So the father's on the throne with the book, and he came 
He came, the lamb came and took the book, right? You guys, I got an amen right there. He took it out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Go to eight. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one holding a harp, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. This is so powerful. I want to get into this. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain, purchased for God with your blood. Men from every tribe, every tongue, every people, and every nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. <clears throat> wow. So Habakkuk, he saw, and we're going to talk a little bit about the glory because we've been seeing the suffering for thousands of years. And we've known about the cross. But Paul says, listen, I don't want to know anything but Christ and him crucified. I've not yet attained that, but I guarantee you I'm chasing after that higher calling. I will not stop. I'm running this race to get that glory. Don't know how it fully looks, but this is what Paul's talking about. I regard no man in the flesh anymore, not even Jesus. Even though we knew him in the flesh walking to the cross, regard him no longer. I only regard him in the spirit as a life-giving spirit, as the Christ, right? Because the law, the, 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 the law of sin and death has been dealt with, and now there is something new, which is life through the spirit of Christ. That's all I want to know is him crucified, resurrected. Habakkuk said this, he saw into a little piece of it, and he said, well, one day the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory the glory of the Lord as, as the waters cover the sea. Now, I want to tell you, the earth is there speaking about our you and me. Jesus said, when this temple goes down in three days, I will rebuild it. Three days, I'll build a place for God's presence to never leave. Three days, which is you and me in the earth, us. We are the earth that will one day cover like the waters cover the sea. As God's glory and the knowledge of that glory penetrates here through our eyes being opened, through us trusting and being taught of the Lord, as that transformation through the renewing of the mind happens, the glory of God in all of us will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. But it only comes by church by church, by those that are willing to hear the revelation of the Father. You see, the book of Revelation is just that. It's the revealing of Christ. It's the revealing of Christ in you. And he said, these things must take place for you to overcome and be a son that walks in an inheritance, that gets the promises. You see, that's what we're here for. We're not here to die in the wilderness. We're not here to eat the manna and die. We are here to walk into the promises. And that only happens by hearing the revelation, by opening the book, by seeing right now the mysteries that have been concealed and hidden that Paul talks about. Where does he talk about that in uh, Corinthians? I think I got it. Paul talks about this great mystery that now is there for us. It has been revealed. We have the book open to us. And all we need to do now is hear the Father 
let the Spirit reveal to us the things that must take place. And we look at these seven spirits and we look at who they are, the Spirit of the Lord, number one, and then we go into wisdom and knowledge. And these are all things that have to come from the Father in you for you to overcome everything. Just like Jesus had to overcome everything, the last one being death, he had to overcome anger, he had to overcome hunger, he had to overcome all that. He had to mix with his belief, faith, his story had to be mixed with the word of God for the power and the demonstration of wisdom and power. And so when that belief happens in you and I, and we see pieces of it all the time, I'm going to tell you, I see people getting healed. I see people praying. I see things happen. I see miracles happen with finances and everything else because the nature of the universe must submit to the nature of God. And when you line up the word of God with your belief and faith in him, that is the revealing of Christ and power and demonstration of wisdom and power happens. So when you have to walk on water to get to the other side, you walk. When you have to pay your taxes, a fish shows up with a gold coin because the nature of God is that that's his story not my story in my story I want him to fix my crack life in his story he wants me to overcome and inherit all things all things eight o'clock is that all right are you guys all right with that Philippians 310 I don't know if it's up there but he talks about the power of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection, this mystery concealed, and the fellowship of his suffering. You see, we have to remember and remember always that the Father literally took of himself. He took of himself the word, his son, and he brought him to the earth and blessed him and then broke him to give to you to overcome all. That is the communion process. That is the demonstration of power and wisdom. And every time you jump back in your story and have a tough time at work, every time you jump in your story and think that you're sick and dying, every time we get outside of his story, we can reboot it through the technology of communion and get right back in his story and demonstrate power and say, not in the nature of God, not today, not tomorrow, not with my family, not with my liver, not me. It's his story. My life is done, over. I've been crucified with him. I no longer live. But it's Christ in me, the what? The hope of glory. It's Christ in me that I live in the flesh. It's no longer my story. Can you believe that, brother? Jesus said to Martha, can you believe? Can you believe? Lazarus is going to walk. Can you believe? He's coming out. Lazarus is going to be all right. Can you believe? She said, you know, if you would have just been here, Jesus. She did what we do. We get back in our story, right? If you would only been there, if done that or did this, if I would have turned left or right. We get, and she said the same thing. Man, if you would have been here, he'd be here. And he said, he's going to be all right. She said, I know, yeah, in the future. Yeah, if I marry this certain guy or if I go to this college or if I get this job, it'll all be all right out there. And he said, no. I am the resurrection. Can you believe? I am. That's all we have to do. That's the requirement for you and I. Can you believe? Can you open your eyes to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying?
Can we get outside of the synagogue of Satan where they teach the wisdom of man and go and rely on the wisdom of the Father? Can we go to church and hear the revelation of God? Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and we bless you, and uh, we just love you. Father God, teach us. Teach us, spirit of wisdom and revelation. Come inside of us. Explode in every area. Teach us of you. Teach us of the Father. Teach us of the story of faith, the author and perfecter through love, that story that grants us access to all the inheritance, to everything, Lord God. And if there's any leaven, just like the Bible says, let us get that out. Let us purge those thoughts that I could do a little more, that I could do a little something different. Let us get out of our story and understand his story is perfect. He has overcome all things. Teach us of that. Bless your people as they go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs>